Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. You know, from Paris to Rio, everyone's curious about hot new Brooklyn. It seems like people from overseas, when they know you're from Brooklyn, they think you're the hipster, not the people who live in Manhattan anymore. Well, new book, The Brooklyn Experience, Ellen Freudensheim's fourth comprehensive Brooklyn guidebook. She's going to tell us all about what's really going on. There's a true insider's guide, Pim. Of course, she moved over to Brooklyn years ago when... uh, the neighborhoods were cheaper, and it was really just starting to come up to what it is now. Yeah, for example, uh, in the last 10 years, private sector employment in Brooklyn grew by 20%. That's faster than any other borough and nearly twice the rate of growth in the rest of New York City. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg Newsroom for Bloomberg Business Flash. And I thank you very much, Pim Fox. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all moving higher right now. S&P 500 index trading at a record 2140. It is up 11 points now, a gain of five-tenths of 1%. Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City President Esther George has resumed her advocacy for interest rate increases, citing the June rebound in U.S. hiring as a key reason to push rates further above zero. Her comments came in a speech today in Lake Ozark, Missouri. George, by the way, considered one of the most hawkish members of the FOMC. Stocks are higher, the dollar strengthening with industrial metals amid speculation the U.S. economy maintains a strong enough uh, or is strong enough to propel global growth without forcing the Federal Reserve to tighten policy. Oil swinging between gains and losses. Oliver Sloop is uh, with II Trader. He's in Chicago. His rig counts have been up five out of the last six weeks, which indicates that we're seeing activity start to pick up at these higher prices. And I think that bodes well for the bears in this market and kind of has some of the bulls on their heels taking some profits at these higher prices. We also have Canada coming back online. Uh, they were disrupted from wildfires outside of Canada. We also had Nigeria picking up uh, again, and they were disrupted by militants. And right now we do have West Texas Intermediate Crew down 1.4%. Gold down 0.1%, 1356 an ounce. S&P up by five-tenths of 1%. 232 on Wall Street. Now we'll look at other stories making news. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Home Secretary Theresa May will succeed David Cameron as the U.K.'s next prime minister. The way was cleared when Energy Minister Andrea Leadsom, May's only opponent in the Conservative Party's leadership race, dropped out. The interests of our country are best served by the immediate appointment of a strong and well-supported Prime Minister. I am therefore withdrawing from the leadership election, and I wish Theresa May the very greatest success. I assure her of my full support. May will become Britain's second female Prime Minister. Margaret Thatcher was the first. It may be a sign that Bernie Sanders is about to endorse Hillary Clinton. Sanders will campaign with the likely Democratic presidential nominee tomorrow in New Hampshire. The parents of Dallas shooter Micah Johnson are speaking out after the deadly ambush last week that left five police officers dead. James Johnson became emotional while speaking with the website The Blaze. I don't know what to say to uh, anybody to make anything better. I'm 
I didn't see it coming. Attorney General Eric Schneiderman suing a company he says tricked job hunters into spending money on security guard training and other courses they didn't need. Delta Services is accused of using fake job listings. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, stocks are higher with the S&P 500 index climbing 11 points now to 2141. That is a gain of five-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Over the past decade, the borough of Brooklyn has expanded at a rapid pace. It has attracted new businesses, new residents. Downtown Brooklyn is now the largest business district outside of Manhattan. There are a number of other economic centers in Brooklyn, including the Brooklyn Navy Yard, Sunset Park, Williamsburg, and Greenpoint. Well, if all these are not familiar to you, our next guest will be of help. Ellen Freudenheim is the author of the new book, The Brooklyn Experience, The Ultimate Guide to Neighborhoods and Nosh's Culture and the Cutting Edge, all about Brooklyn. And she joins us in the studio. Ellen, thanks very much for being here. I'm thrilled to be here. Why exactly did you decide to uh, write this book? Uh, it's my fourth guidebook, but Brooklyn has changed dramatically in the last decade since the last one. Uh, it went from being a kind of down-and-out attitude younger sibling to Manhattan to being the epicenter of the cultural world of New York, which is a pretty big transition. And I wanted to connect the dots between old and new Brooklyn. Could you explain to listeners who, even if they visited New York, maybe have ne- they've never gone to Brooklyn, when you say it's become the epicenter of culture in New York, explain why you're saying that. There's a fabulous creative dynamic at work in Brooklyn right now, and you can see it in uh, indie bands, indie literature, this tremendous literature scene in many, many small uh, restaurants and culinary enterprises, manufacturing enterprises, in renovations, sort of incredible renovations of old uh, abandoned uh, uh, man- manufacturing sites. There's just a ton going on, and there's a lot of youthful energy. Let's just talk about some of the areas that are most attractive, at least to, to businesses, maybe the Brooklyn Tech Triangle, right? This is uh, Dumbo, uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and downtown Brooklyn. And just as an example, I believe that uh, when the uh, uh, the Brooklyn Navy Yard project was proposed, we were talking about, well, uh, $12 million, I think, was the estimated economic impact, uh, $12 billion, I beg your pardon, uh, estimated economic impact for that. It's a vast site. The Brooklyn Navy Yard's been around since 1801, and it's it, there's lots of property there, and there are buildings that are very interesting and can rehabable. So the Brooklyn Navy Yard, as some of the other post-industrial sites, the Brooklyn Army Terminal, Bush Terminal, which is now called Industry City, the Domino Sugar Factory, which is now being rehabbed into condos. All these old industrial places were purposeless for a long time after World War II. And the Brooklyn Navy Yard uh, in particular has just had an incredible renaissance and hats off to the people for doing it. Steiner Studios is there. It's a huge stage, um, production stage. There are tons of sustainable, artisanal, green kind of micro-enterprises at work there. And there soon will be a Wegman supermarket as well. It's a, and a museum for tourists. Building 92 is a fabulous little museum about the history of the, of the Navy Yard itself. It's, it's a, 
It's a story of a phoenix. Well, I'm, st- I'm stealing this from your book. With Steiner Studios, which is the largest tenant at the uh, Navy Yard, is the largest film and television studio complex with the largest sound stage outside of Hollywood. It's got ten sound stages, and uh, well, I mean, it's also near a uh, rooftop garden. Yes, it's fabulous over there. You never really know what you're going to uh, see. If anybody is a tourist who wants to see it, has to take a tour with turnstile tours. You can't just go in and wander around. It's a sort of business-to-business operation. Steiner Studios is well-known in the film industry. It's not well-known to the person on the street. But it's significant that they uh, that they decided to move to Brooklyn and to populate that space. Coincidentally, my niece is visiting from the Seattle area, and we went to uh, Brooklyn Flea over by it in Dumbo under the bridge and the the smorgasburg where all the food vendors usually are yeah. was not operating because the Stephen King movie is being filmed there. So but it was really delightful, really, really cool. That seems like the part of Brooklyn now that is so established. What about uh the waterfront? Because it's so important when I first moved to New York years ago, I was surprised there wasn't more waterfront waterfront development anywhere. But is Brooklyn moving in that direction too? It's a fabulous story. I mean, there's 26 miles of waterfront in Brooklyn, and if you you can see that there's been high-rise residential development in North Brooklyn, so that's along Greenpoint and the Williamsburg coast, if you will. Dumbo is a refurbished uh, post-industrial neighborhood. It was really derelict. There was, it was a terrible place after World War II. Then there are the docks, which have now become Brooklyn Bridge Park. It's it's gorgeous. The idea of using the waterfront for more than just going up to the front to the edge of the water is something that people are now talking about as a sixth borough. New York City in general is covered with water, covered, there's a lot of water here, and you could build on the water, you could do, you could not just go in it, but use it in more creative ways. I, that's a, that's an area to watch. We need creative leadership and financing for that, but it's great. Where would you recommend someone go if they'd like to uh, maybe impress their uh, younger uh, offspring uh, that they are hip and cool? Where would you suggest they tell them they go home tonight and they say, you know, let's go to this place in Brooklyn? Depends how younger. Anybody who is over, say, 15 is going to be really interested in Williamsburg, Greenpoint, and possibly Bushwick, which is pretty edgy. But there's tons of art galleries, and it really feels energetic and young. It's a working place during the day, and uh, in the evening, things pick up. Well, Ellen Fordenheim, I think you've whetted everyone's appetite, uh, not only for Brooklyn, but also for your new book. She's the author of The Brooklyn Experience. It's her fourth Brooklyn guidebook, and she's uh, she moved over to Brooklyn in the early 80s, so this lady knows what she's talking about. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Audi Meadowlands in Secaucus, New Jersey, powered by Benzel Bush, offering a commitment to service, luxury, and value with total transparency. Start your journey at AudiMeadowlands.net and define the way you drive.